on dispensers of pets, poking out at the cons, renaissance fests, watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a trekking, <laughs> sit back and watch as the uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Listen up, fanboys! It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. And sitting next to me is the beard I fear, Juan Lopez. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fanboy Planet Podcast. We're in an alternate universe. Yes, uh, broadcasting tonight from Lucive Comics and Games. 2725, uh, what is it? El Camino Real. El Camino Real, Santa Clara, California. California. Sweet. 104 and 105, right? Yes. That's correct. Hey, I kind of remember. Anyways, two uh, episodes later, you got it down. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes I pay attention. But uh, yeah, interesting night tonight. Our fearless leader, Derek McCaw, is what? What happened again? He's out with like he's Wallace or something? Or no, I don't, no, no. He's, oh, wait, yeah. he has stage fever. Oh, that's right. Yes, no. Derek is our lovable thespian of a leader. Is uh, acting, directing. He's he's in the theater. He's out of the theater. He's because California. We we tolerate thespians. He's all over. He's all over the place. So tonight we have uh, some special guests sitting in. They're uh, allowed to marry now, aren't they? They thespians? are. You can, oh, thespians can actually marry. Thespians can marry. And they can have children. Ooh, that's exciting. How dramatic. But anyways, uh, that voice you hear uh, is our special guest announcer this week, is a contributor to Fanboy Planet and longtime friend of the podcast. Crusading District Attorney. And Crusading District Attorney, the lovable, the likable, Troy Benson. Hello. Welcome. Welcome, Troy. Thank you. Uh, Sitting across from me is, of course, our lovable, infamous, moral compass... Rick Brettschneider. Rick Brettschneider, yes, thank you. And of course, I'm the man you love to love, Lon Lopez. And uh, Adam's over here too. Adam Whirl. Adam Whirl, you'll hear a, a short movie review from him later in the show. You're LL, you're like Lex Luthor. You know, it's like Correct, Lopez. I am an evil I mastermind. Realize. never thought about that before. So I was written by Stan Lee. You're That's also like Lori Lamaris. I would hope to be someday. Lon um, We've got a lot of uh, stuff to talk about tonight. We've got, as Derek would say, we've got comics news. We've got movie news. We've got TV news and a little bit of DVD But first, news. letters. We don't have, do we have any letters? I don't have any letters. Uh, no, we, we have been away for a couple weeks. Uh, a lot of us took a sabbatical after episode 200. That was, uh, a, that was a rough episode. Yeah, after. we had to uh, find ourselves, do some soul searching, and then come back. So this is what, technically episode 201, right? No, this is 202 because we did have an interview that Derek had done that I slotted in as 201. Oh, fantastic. Well, uh, there you go. Um, so tonight, let's go ahead and get cracking. Uh, a lot of things. Oh, first off, we have to say, before we can do anything, congratu- congratulations to the men in black and orange, uh, being from the Bay Area, uh, our local heroes, the Giants, one World Series champion. World Series. So. We're actually recording this two days before the last... Uh, the last uh, <laughs> game against Texas. Oh, yeah, they haven't played it they yet. Played so, yet. We yeah. have confidence it's that they're going to. Right, and I, we didn't go to the parade today either, so no. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so congratulations, Giants. I know you guys are all comics fans. I would think uh, Tim Lincecum probably would have read comics. No? Oh, he sure looks like he He looks comics. like a comic nerd. Yes. So. But anyways. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, it was a great series. That you guys all watch it. Oh, I know. it was a terrific series. You watch know, the whole thing. The best torture money. Well, you can't buy. That they kind just of they just played some you good. You can baseball. buy torture. You can buy torture, and especially well, in San Francisco. Tell me about yeah. it San later, Francisco, Troy. there are places to buy. What's that place called? The Power Exchange. Uh, we don't want to do any endorsements or anything. So. Yeah. Uh, but tonight, let's start with comics. Um, I guess Very I good. I had a uh, uh, I thought was a big spoiler that I had read online and in the. Uh, Associated Press had put it out, and then you guys are readers of the books, and you didn't think it was that big. But let's start off with our big spoiler night. Now, this is uh, coming on the tail end of Batman and Robin, right? Number sixteen. It's Batman and Robin, and it's the it's the ending of the Bruce Wayne Returns. Right. So, if you haven't saga. read this issue yet, by by the time this podcast is out, it's probably going to be common knowledge. So, just a quick little heads up spoiler if you haven't. And you don't want to... Jump ahead about 30 seconds. Yeah, exactly. Bruce Wayne's coming back? Bruce Wayne's back. Bruce Wayne's coming out is what uh, <laughs> what the big thing is. There are and things money can buy. <laughs> yes, and it turns out at the end of Batman and Robin 16, which I'm not reading, but you guys are, uh, Bruce, Wayne, Bruce, Wayne, Bruce Wayne has publicly announced that he is Batman's benefactor. Discuss. Um, How do we feel about that? I thought it was it was fine. It, it we knew the book uh, Batman Incorporated was coming. It's a nice it's a nice leap into that. It explains why Bruce, not Batman, will be going around the world trying to start uh, put seed money into various uh, superheroes. Uh, but doesn't this make Batman go more mainstream for a character that's used the dark and and uh, and uh, secrecy and uh, stealth and everything so uh, well and purposeful over the years, doesn't a weird kind of public, almost like an IPO kind of really... So you're saying somebody who spends a lot of money like that and a very public eye trying to uh, influence a an office of... Uh Oh no! I'm trying to get. Uh, that was Meg Whitman. Yeah, no, yeah. that's yeah. Uh, uh, no. Batman selling out. Batman will, wouldn't he waste 120 million. Okay, 40. I believe it's 140. 140. Right to lose, no. still has more money. Exactly. Um, you know, I really thought I, you know, I didn't really think of it as some sort of profound place or to put Batman in because it sort of seemed like isn't that what Iron Man did for like. 30 yeah, years yeah. and yeah, Tony Stark yeah, he and was, like, uh, he was, what's the difference? Well, he didn't go public until the 80s, right? Or was No, he, but he was always Iron Man's bodyguard. Yeah, he was always right. uh, I mean, no, he no, was no. Tony Stark's bodyguard. <laughs> yeah. But and true, so, but, but Tony Stark always, and maybe you guys could argue n- differently, but Tony Stark always had a higher profiler Ho- higher, higher profile than Batman did, but not than Bruce Wayne did. But not than sure, Bruce Wayne. Sure, but I mean, I'm, I'm just. I mean, yes, I think this is an interesting way to take the story. In the book, in the book, Wayne explains it though, because first off, he's got to come up with a story as why he's been gone for so long, mm-hmm. and so he's been trying to track down this this kind of dual identity, false well, wasn't, uh, wasn't, history of his family, and he yeah. ex- then he explains that. Uh, he has. He wants to everyone to know that he actually funds Batman. The reason for it is his parents were killed in front of him. No, no. And I, so he, he he wanted to he wanted to to have that kind of influence to uh, support. I thought that was a nice touch. And, and then if you weren't paying attention, that doesn't this put his secret identity even more in the public eye because he's got Dick Grayson standing next to him. Yeah. And, you know, people start. Putting together TMZ would have a field day with I that. You know so. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's. Just but you've got a, you have now an active Batman who isn't Bruce, so Bruce can be very visible while Batman's while the real Batman is out there. Sure, but I, I mean, thought that was Alfred's things. job. 
Only on the TV show. Right. That was cool. But think it about it, though. Especially the mustache. The mustache. I <laughs> the, the microphone. That was awesome. But think about it in this day and age where like, our uh, modern media spends 24 hours trying to figure out what Charlie Sheen did in a hotel room. You know, I have I to... Mean, I have to uh, if Grant Morrison was here right now, he would just say... It's just a story. Sure. and But like I think, like I said earlier, too, I think it's a great story twist that you could write a whole lot about. Yeah. I mean, it opens up the whole possibility of, you know, well, now that he admits this, is he going to be guilty by association? You're a lawyer. Just guilty by association for funding a vigilante? A, a vigilante? I mean, can he be brought up on criminal charges? I yes. Mean, As his own personal mercenary army? Right, and so yeah, don't you yes. think like Bruce Wayne would be a lot smarter than but that? But isn't, isn't it's just Batman a story? I thought, Bat- <laughs> Batman, I thought Batman, Batman was really deputized. Exist. Wait, weren't you the one who sure. wrote the whole legality of the DC Universe article for us? I'm a lawyer. I can, like... He can lie with the best of them. Oh, either way. It doesn't matter. I didn't just say that. Depends where the money is. So so you two both have been following that book, right? Yeah. So overall... You like it or don't Terrific like it? Terrific book, absolutely. No, but I mean this, this, this reveal. This, this reveal is just fine. You think uh, it's a good? I'm really enjoying the Dick Grayson Batman and the interplay with Damien, and uh, I think that book should be left alone for another. So will this issues. make you buy Legion of Batman or whatever that's Batman Incorporated? Batman Incorporated. I am not that interested in Batman Incorporated. Mm. I'm thinking, you know, I don't know if it's going to be the Gaucho, the Legionnaire, and the Knight and the Squire, but yeah. you know, I'm really. See, I like that. I like, I like that. Batman. That that uh, the uh, black glove storyline where all those guys are brought out. I, I enjoyed that. I'll give it a try. Okay. I, I'm not buying all the Batman books right now, though. I really only. I don't buy Detective. I don't buy Batman. I buy Batman and Robin. It's the only one I buy. So for Batman yeah. Incorporated, is he supposed to be like going around to all different countries? Yes, and that's the idea. There's going to be a Batman in each country. Now? Worldwide, yep. there yep. was a Batman around the world back in the fifties. Um, that had characters in uh, Spain. Um, what Earth was that, by the way? Was that an Earth Two ooh, thing, or I believe that would be an Earth back in the fifties. One, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, after Crisis, it was probably Earth One. Then Grant right? Morrison brought them all. He brought them all back. He brought them all back. So now yeah. it would be kind of Earth One, but before it probably would have been Earth Two, maybe. See, and that's so what we need a Zorlak for. That's what well, we're I'm kind of like kid Zorlak. You're, yeah, you're Zorlak in training, so that's Zorlak good. Light. <laughs> Come on, chum. <laughs> you're like a Harry Potter Zorlak or something. So, <laughs> um, All right, moving on to Let's actually stay in the DCU for a little bit, and we'll just get all our DC comic uh, info taken care of. Uh, another thing that was kind of in the news while we were gone was uh, a little... Uh, a little ado was made over a new look for Superman. Uh, said, uh, I guess it was released that Superman was now he had a younger emo look. There's a cover that shows him in a hoodie. Well, yeah, he's like in a hoodie and he's Heads brooding. Down, yeah. and he's got some hair over his forehead or something. Yeah. And, uh, but you guys told me it's it very was deep. Part of what book was this now? Or Superman Earth One? It's a set of graphic novels that DC has planned where they're going to take these characters, give it a new look, kind of like... The Is it an alt-universe? Yeah, it's an they're, they're universe. like elsewhere. Okay, elsewhere. it's elsewhere. So it's elsewhere. not in continuity. Elsewhere. So it's elsewhere. not like yeah. it's not like how they changed Wonder Woman's look and no. made it continuity. No, it's not in continuity. So no. probably whoever picked this up in the press probably just saw this and went, oh, look, Superman! And uh, crisis. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, how do much. we feel about an emo Superman? Oh. I don't feel anything for emo. I like it better than the um, mullet mullet Superman. 
I have to agree with you. Yeah, I, yeah. I would say the that from, was. A, from strictly a fashion <laughs> consciousness, Superman wasn't that aspect. a book though? Superman for all seasons or something like that? Or there were there was a Superman, Superman for mullet. All Should they do one a Superman of all fashions of or all something? Fashion. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, Mullet, they, they finally, emo. they recently on Brave and the Bold, they brought the uh, Rainbow Batman story in. I missed that Did, one. You didn't see yeah, that? You remember, the, see bra- that. Do you I remember, remember the rain? Do you remember the original story and why this one was so lame? I did not see the original. In the, no, the, the original story the in the original book, book. The original story in the book had Batman changing costumes, being different colors all through this. And it was, all it was, was Robin had broken his arm in a prior adventure and it's so what he had a cast on his arm. As did Dick Grayson. And Batman was trying to draw all the attention to himself so no one would check out Robin and see that he was favoring his arm. Interesting. That was the whole thing of the story. And this and on the TV show is all about we're fighting some pr- I did prism that. guy. Some prism. spectrum colored yeah. villain. Yeah. So. Unlike the Bruce Wayne in the current comic books, he's now drawn all sorts of attention to the family and yeah. right. Batman and yeah. all Which is bizarre. And the 50s yeah. made sense. Yeah, or the, <laughs> yeah, the less and they cost sense. sense too. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, you know, it's interesting. DC's got to shake it up a little bit, but uh, hey, what well, you know, super emo Superman? Why not? I mean, I'm into it. Anyways, um, uh, Troy, you brought up something that I know little about, but maybe you can expand on. And this is something I think we touched on in uh, past podcasts, but uh, Legion elections. Uh, yes, Legion of Superheroes. It's yes. back. So did you vote? I voted. Yeah, I, voted? I did vote. Yeah, yeah. I, I voted Chicago style. Did you many Wait, times? Wait, that's a, many for a pizza, times I think. and Good. often. Oh, um, yeah. Legion elections uh, tradition in the Legion of Superheroes, which I just stated, is back. Written by Paul Levitz, where it's left up to the readers once a year to vote for which legionnaire they want to be the the leader, at least for that year. And, oh, nice. Um, and then they write the stories based they, off yeah. of that? They then That's write the stories cool. based upon that. Um, they've updated it. You used to have to write in. Now there's a um, We have this thing called email. In, yeah. at the internet. Mm. And it's very simple, legionelection.com. And then you have they, to vote. And if you vote, then will you have to be on a jury someday? You I think they do track you down. And so that's no. why I've been, you know, I've been very... Do you get a shifty. Legion ring if you vote? I wish. That'd be cool. I still want a Legion ring. That's all I want. I yeah, don't want, a, I don't want put, a flash ring. They put all these rings out. Why don't they put a Legion ring out? Ten Green Lantern rings. Is DC the publisher of rings, pretty much? It, it, Are they the Lord of Rings? It is a bling universe, mm, isn't it? Interesting. It is. You know, because you got your bling Dial H for they are, Hero uh, Medallions. Next, they are coming out with the, uh, <laughs> the Orange Lantern and Ring set. Soon. See, there so. you go. Oh, well, I mean, Flash had ring, Lanterns had rings, Legion had li- rings, yeah. diaphragm necklaces. No, no, apparently there was a Legion ring that was available through the DC, what's the uh, the artistic stuff? The, um, uh, DC the Direct? DC Direct. Mm. And when, um, when, they were doing, when they were doing the Legion episode on uh, Smallville, where they had them, that, those were the rings they used. Oh. Apparently, uh, Jeff Johns knew where he could get Now, is get voting still open or is it closed? No, it's still open until November 12th. And Rick, who did you vote for? I haven't voted yet. He doesn't have to talk. He doesn't I, have to I know it's a oh. secret ballot, oh, but okay. I'll help him. Yeah. Who are can you vote for anybody or is there it, only like a certain it candidate? It has to be any of the members. Years years ago, uh Dream Girl won, which mm. was quite a surprise and as they said in the book, it makes it harder for the writer. You know, I'm so I, I voted for Timberwolf. I'm kind of a <laughs> when it comes to the DC universe, I'm definitely a Tea Party. So I'm probably voting <laughs> Chlorophyll Kid. <laughs> wow. 
because that's I'm, a bold I need, statement. Rick. I think that means well, there'll be some change. That that would be change. <laughs> I, I thought about matter eater lad. You don't want to take the future back. I don't. Oh, okay. I want to take the future back into the past. <laughs> Whoa! You just blew my mind. Well, all right. Well, where can they go again? I'm sorry. I can let's repeat it. Legion election. Dot com. LegionElection.com. Go there and vote. It's your civic comic nerd duty. Do it. You have until next Friday. Yeah, November 12th. Yeah, yep. so by the time this airs, you'll have very little Did time. Did you vote? Go no. do it. <laughs> I just found out about this. How do you people not vote? Ago. Did anybody vote yesterday? I, I voted. Did. I voted. I voted right. absentee. They voted for a dead person in L.A. I saw that. <laughs> but wait, but isn't that... Well, we should get into politics. We'll, it is not, but... We'll I go into that later. That we we'll go into that after I tried off. to vote for Al Green, but he wasn't on the ballot. Al Green? You're right, man. You're talking about that guy in Carolina, aren't you? Okay. Anyways, uh, let's switch over to the other distinguished competition. Um, Aspen? No, Marvel. Uh, the uh, Marvel has a big thing brewing, coming. Uh, and something we don't have a lot of info on yet because I think they're still talking about it. But uh, Marvel's next big thing is is being hailed as the Point One Initiative. Does anyone hear anything about this? Not before you mentioned it. Okay, no. so uh, from what I gathered, the Point One Initiative is essentially Marvel does this every five, ten years. Um, it's basically changing or at least fooling with the numbering systems of their books to create jumping on points for kind of newer readers. Which is I don't know how do we feel about that? I mean, how do you guys? You know, after you mentioned, I started thinking where they've done similar things. So they've always they've always done the kind of um, reboot. You know, just start the number right. over. They there's usually an event to tie up the mm-hmm. last story. Like Hulk's done There'll it. There'll be a new Wolverine's lineup or a new it. costume or a new locale yeah. or something. Um, and when you look at when you in go and from collectors, you you have to look at those as like volumes yeah, or right. you know the, if it's the same title, it's not been changed. Like we've got Iron Man Legacy now, right. which of course is not a reboot of anything. It's just they want another Iron. Well, Man. Well, there's like Invincible Iron Man. Is that right? That that's the one that's over? been going on for uh, since yeah. uh, Tales to Astonish. Did they just recently yeah. put all the May titles up to like number six hundred? Yeah, 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 and then and the other thing that they do is, and especially in DC, they'll do a separate numbering along with the number. Mm-hmm. This happens particularly in Superman, where they try and keep continuity through all the different titles. Mm-hmm. So they'll have a one, two, three, four, and Superman might be have a one. Action would have a two. Um, you know, whatever adventure would have a number three, and they they, but those would be separate numbers from the actual issue number. I mean, right. a bigger question is, does that actually work? I mean, does I know that they, ones? you know, for that issue or the next couple of issues, people, you know, I'm going to go out and buy the number one or something. Well, like number that. ones right. are always the big deal because everybody but wants to get. Everybody wants one. a number one, but you know what? It's it's still the same. It's not story. a number one. It's though. not a number one anymore. It's like but, it's like putting a rookie card out for like a like a journeyman like quarterback or something. You know what I mean? Like it's like putting like a, right, right, right. You know what I mean? It's like the saying, commemorative rookie card. Yeah, it's like yeah. here's a, years later. You know here's who's Brett a Farf current? Yeah, <laughs> Brett Favre. Thank you. Again, yeah. they going. Yeah, it's like putting Aaron out Hawks. Brett Favre's Brett Favre's rookie card this year. It's like. You can't just go back and call it, you know, because that. But if you go back to what you were saying, they were doing this. This is to let people know where good jumping on points are, and if well, they do, they, if they do change up the story at that point. They close off the previous storylines. They don't have a lot of hooks. That's kind of what between. they're going to do. Yeah, that's actually a service. But, and 
it might actually <coughs> indicate when the graphic novels are going to start when they finally. But uh, then you always have to have a new number one. I mean, there's always somebody who's walking into a comic book store for the first time. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, there was a guy in here who. You know, asked where's a good place to start with Batman, right? And I'm right. thinking, you know, we're up to what 650, 700, yeah, right? But I think it's like you just have to go. You just have, you know, if you know that Bruce Wayne's Batman, um, yeah, right. he fights in Gotham City. Where's you know, actually, a, you know, just 16 issues, issues ago, I would have started with Batman and Robin. But know? I also you know? think though, too, the mentality behind it is is that okay, if a customer comes in and they're only at issue five. A customer is more inclined to go back and look for, you know, ish, you know, issues one, two, three, and four. You know what I mean? Whereas instead, with a, you know, a seven hundred issue continuity, he's got to go back and look, or you know, the he well, or there she. Aren't too but, many ways to get all seven hundred issues. I mean, you, sure, but I'm just, to, but I think that's the mentality of. But it, I is, want them. Yeah. Right. Right. And I'm. That's my. That's my goal. Right. Well, for a while it looked like they were going to do those omnibus editions. Everything they did, the Fantastic Four up through issue fifty. And- um, <laughs> look over there. <laughs> so, no, but uh, and of course you can you can go back uh, with any like Walking Dead's up there almost closing in on ninety now, and you can go back and get all. Yeah, those but Walking Dead is 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 doing you know a brilliant thing by at least putting collecting all these in collectible right. trades right. to where you can just pick up the trades in order and right. you know and, and Marvel their continuity is so convoluted. That it's hard to put, you know, collect these things in trades without having them all. That's true. At, at least, at least they might be looking for Batman. Can you, you? There's no place that's good to jump on for X Men, for example. Yeah, absolutely no. no place you can possibly start that. Even up and fresh. they even just started a new book that was supposed to be a new jumping on place. The Generation Hope yeah. thing, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, no. Except you need to read the last 15 issues of Cable and then the Messiah Complex before that. What was the new title they just started? Generation Hope. Started no, no, no. This week. I'm not. I'm sorry. Oh, like, the, of the X Men. Uh, um, the new one where they're all in San Francisco and they fight the vampires. Oh, yeah. It was just. It wasn't called. Or was it? No. X-Men they just versus vampires. No. They just that. relaunched X Men. Right, it's okay. just X Men One. Right, yes. <laughs> so they just That's, did. They've it. done that trick twice now. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, I believe this is supposed to launch in February. Uh, the reason it's called Point One is they're using kind of like compu- computer terminology, like version point one you know so it's but going, they're using that wrong i know but that's, that's, it would be one point six hundred sure yeah. but uh so the numbering <laughs> is going to be like it's going to have the current numbering like let's say it's 565.1 yeah so that's what they're going to do that's why it's called the point one initiative so look right. for that in february those of you that maybe want to jump into marvel and find good jumping on spots <laughs> they're really running out of ideas over there well they are the house of ideas so uh, if they run out, they're it's in trouble. an idea. Yes, <laughs> nobody said it had to be a good <laughs> one. Yeah, it's not the house of good ideas. <laughs> I'd hate to see but, the uh, failed ideas. <laughs> and then also, uh, I guess I guess this is technically. Oh, we'll go over to this one since this is still Marvel. Uh, Rick, you had an endorsement this week for a comic you really enjoyed. Yeah, and this is uh, a book that uh, the character I think you've been very critical of in the. Well, Ultimates. he's a Nazi. That's why. Yeah, no, 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 not that Thor. Oh. The Thor in the Ultimates oh. universe because it's been so played with in the storyline, and um, you're not quite sure if he's a god or he's a psycho or whatever. But uh, I'm just not a fan of the Ultimate period. They so. just they just launched Ultimate Thor, and I not only was it uh, and it's a beautiful book, but it's a well-written book i didn't realize until i was telling derek about it that night and he goes well that's a hickman book and i went oh 
because I'm really a Hickman fan now, and, and just the dialogue was fresh. The characterizations were true to what we expect, but also, you know, like Thor and, and Loki aren't aren't in the storyline. They aren't at each other's throats, and Loki actually saves Thor's life at one point. Is this an ongoing? or This has just started up. It's, it's oh, a, okay. I don't know, you know, nothing in the Ultimates universe is ongoing. They always do uh, run a series, and with the exception of Spider-Man, I think. Um, Troy, fan of the uh, – what's your thought on the Ultimate Universe? Troy's a it's pretty guy. ultimate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're not a, you're not a Marvel I, guy. I read some Marvels. I read the Avengers. And I wasn't sure. I thought I, you had I, come I, down saying you weren't a Marvel I am all. not a real Marvel guy. Okay. You know, just so you're a DC. Yes. Okay. I'm a DC. You're a Marvel. I've actually read the entire Ultimate Spider, the new Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. It's not that bad. No, I think it's actually better than I the like, previous run. Oh, was. I hated the original yeah. Ultimate. That was terrible. Well, I, I enjoyed Bendis' Ultimate, Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, so. Ultimate, when it started Ultimate off, it was Spider-Man. fine. It got very convoluted oh. going right. through, and tr- they were trying to do too much of the yeah, at least this one nods, which one. brings my point is. back to this point <laughs> one. You always have to start over again. The point of the Ultimate line was to provide this jumping on point and then exactly. it gets too convoluted. Well, they got 100 the issues continuity. into it. You know, they, well, unlike, it's like, okay, we got to get rid of this. Yeah. But unlike DC, they don't, they can't have a crisis every 10 years. So <laughs> They could call it a catastrophe. Oh, <laughs> catastrophes <laughs> on infinite planets. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, Marvel's not really, they're less cosmic in that way, aren't they? I mean, they do have cosmic stories, but they don't really use big cosmic Erasing techniques to relaunch everything, right? No, they Marvel Mephist- just—it's very personal when Mephisto comes into your life and erases. Well, your I mean, history. like, but Marvel <laughs> and your wife. Yeah, he does more. Like Marvel does more stuff daughter. like that. They just change it. Lives. They change yeah. it, but they don't really make a big deal out of it. Like, do, do they still acknowledge that the Punisher was a Vietnam veteran? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I've, I've, they lost me with Frank and Punisher. Sure, That's the part sure. Of but I mean, they do stuff like that where they just—they kind of just update stuff and go. There's usually aren't there's Ben Grimm and Reed Richards World War II veterans. Well, yeah. not anymore, I guess. I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah. but you're right. They are, and, and so they just ignore it. They just ignore it. Yeah, yeah. the same with like Nick Fury. He's on the what is no, it? The Infinity Serum. Nick, Nick has the Infinity Formula in his. Sure, veins. no, but if that would mean everybody would need to have one. You know, As does dung, dum dum do, dum dum. What's dum the difference Dugan between the there. Super Soldier yeah. Serum and the Infinity? They're Serum? They're actually related. Yeah. They're actually. And why don't they just can that stuff and just sell it to people, and then that way nobody <laughs> in the Marvel universe would ever continuity fixed right there. Yeah, Nick Fury throws a party, puts it in the punch. It's got to be dangerous. They all have. They all be, drink yeah, it. Yeah, it's got to so kill like one out of every five people. So Marvel decides time. to reset it yet again and say, yeah. "Oh, it doesn't work anymore." Right. Exactly. You could have a Mephisto catastrophe, and he just wipes the slate clean. New Marvel okay. Universe. There New you Marvel go. Marvel Universe. Yeah. So uh, that's what they're we, trying to do with the Red Queen when she eliminated almost all the mutants. In Scarlet the- Witch, you mean? Scarlet yes. Witch. Yeah. Yes. No more mutants. Well, yeah. Except for 184 of them. <laughs> and Wanda Maxima. You still have all the. See, there. I read Marvel. Wanda Maxima. <laughs> there you go. I know stuff. Okay, there Troy. You Thank you. You You're did. Junior Zorlak. We Thank give you, you credit much. for that. There you go. Uh, okay, for st- kid Zorlak. Staying. Okay. <laughs> Not junior. Okay. Uh, well, I figured like junior senator, you know. Anyways. Um, Staying kind of within the Marvel Universe, uh, did anybody get a chance to read Kick-Ass 2? No. Mark no. Miller's newest... I think uh, they sold out of it. Didn't even, they even did. It came out, out a couple not. weeks ago. Um, I had a chance to uh, check it out. Um, 
Now we had gone through through Kickass's publishing or whatever a few years that it did. We'd covered it pretty extensively on we this podcast. We were hot and cold on it. Hot and there. cold. Um, I remember the first issue not being so hot on it, and then through its progression, finally I thought we were pretty hot on the first couple issues, and then it got a little crazy, and we were saying it's it's violated its premise, which was my, supposed to be a real realistic superhero. See, my take on it was it betrayed its 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 setup premise. But then, once I accepted it for what it was right. was going for, then it was fine. I think that's where we all ended. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So there was you know you just had to accept it as what it is and then like it that way. Mm-hmm. And then of course I love the movie. The movie was great. Um, and you can find extensive coverage of that on uh, fanboyplanet.com. Yes. I did see um, the movie. Yeah, what did you think of the movie? I liked the movie. I enjoyed the movie. It's coming um, out on Blu-ray right now. Well, it's already out, isn't it? I think it just it came out. out. Is it on Blu-ray? It's, it's been out since like summer, I think. Uh, but anyways, uh, you're thinking of Scott Pilgrim. You're right. Yeah. Am. We'll get to that later. No, um, more swords in Scott Pilgrim. But the one thing I did notice, and, and it's hard since you guys haven't read it yet, but uh, basically uh, it feels like it picks up where the movie left off, but not where, not the, where the comic, comic left, left off. off. Oh, so that's interesting. So I can't remember. Um, so it's a continuation of the movie? Well, here's the- here's what I can't remember from the first book. Maybe you guys can help me. In the movie, uh, Hit Girl is taken in by the cop, his Nicolas Cage's friend. Yes. Was Zach? I don't yes. remember him even being in the first comic. Was he in the first comic? I don't know. She doesn't, at the end, I don't know. Mindy doesn't drive away with the cop partner. But in the beginning of this book, she's living with the cop partner like the end of the movie. We're sitting in a comic book well, store. I, you know what? They don't have it in a tray. They only they have don't? a sealed hardcover, so we can't <sighs> check it out. I think that she was, at the end, they showed her with... Was, well, no, because she went to an orphanage. Her, wasn't the cop friend her actual father? No. 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 No, no. Because I thought at the end they put her in like an orphanage or like a foster home or something. And in this one, she's living with... The, movie is conf- the ending of the movie is confusing about the ending of the comic book now. Yeah, yeah. they're different. Yeah. Anyways, so they kind of do that. Which So in the it. comic, they're starting off with her living with the... Her living with the, 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 cop. the cop partner, yeah. Also, too, um, it's, uh, it's just... It felt really hobbled together, the story. Cobbled together. Cobbled? Well, hobbled, hobbled meaning hobbled like it's limping. somebody's leg. Yeah. yeah, it's limping through <laughs> the story. Anyways... Uh, Derek would have gave that to me. Anyways, um, <laughs> but uh, it just felt kind of like he's going for what he's building towards is going to be even more insane. Um, he's taking on the idea of super groups this time. Okay. So um, imagine what I'm guessing it's leaning towards is he's going to establish all these wannabe kick asses and all these wannabe heroes. And I'm just expecting a bloodbath at the end. Because that's how Miller writes his books. But um, the setup is basically uh, villains and heroes in the real world. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so it take it like yeah, that. Yeah, I suspect he's going to, it's going to be one of those, uh, the weakest link is their downfall. Or something. Their, we'll know. see. But, uh, you know, John Romita Jr. is back on art, which I love his art. Um, yeah. and, you know, and it's, you know, I don't know if they should have rushed it so much. But uh, we'll see. Maybe you guys can get a chance to read it. It's part there. of Ramita's charm, but didn't you find him like even like a little stiffer than usual in his his figures and and kickass? No, not necessarily. I, if anything, I actually thought it was a little tighter because I, uh, I a lot of his stuff I feel like is kind of blocky and uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, he know. was per- he was the perfect guy for Iron Man. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. But uh, 
you know, it was just for me. It wasn't. It didn't get me jazzed about picking up the uh, next issue. So I'm not 100 percent sure because the original Kickass won me over, and I was like, okay, that was good. I like that. Well, if you don't were, know if this one. But if you were reading Kickass two, not reading Kickass one, would you continue it without well, just seeing the movie, then going to Kickass mm. two? Don't good know. Point. Don't know. I don't think so. It kind of it jumps around in the story. You guys have to read it, but it's uh, it's just it doesn't feel solid yet. Now, has anybody said if this is going to be the setup for the second movie? Uh, I believe so. Okay. So I mean, essentially, we're reading the sequel. So because we we'll knew see. right away. I mean, it was announced almost immediately that that Kickass was being made. Kickass two balls to the wall. That's yeah. what he was calling it. So, yeah. but anyway, so that was my take. I read it. And it, was, it was just all right. But you know, we'll see. How Will you read that one when it comes out, Troy? I really will see fun, the yeah. movie. Yes. You'll see the movie. Okay. All right. And then uh, a couple last things while we're in comics. Uh, yes. Rick, you had a review of a book you enjoyed, a steampunk book you'd like to uh, Lady discuss. Lady Mechanica, which I was really surprised. It was uh, there was an issue zero came out. Who last puts week. that out? That's uh, Aspen Press. The guys who do uh, Fathom and um, oh, all those all those. Uh, Crazy looking, great looking girl. Aspen is that the uh, Michael, Turner Michael Turner started ones? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, but this is a departure for them. This is a steampunk heroine. Um, steampunk for those two people out who don't know is is a kind of a Jules Verne takeoff, mad super science, but in kind of like a wild wild west. Yeah, and this Will Smith often type. they're in oh, they're in they're in the uh, worst movie. Yeah. Actually, the TV show was pretty steampunky. I, 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 we do not, we do not talk of the movie. Mm, got it. Um, but the the idea is that there's this this steam driven technology. Often they they mix in little they mix in sorcery. So they or, have to constantly put like coal in their suits and you stuff know, like that's, that. That's a thought. They might do it with uranium that heats water to go into. They everything. had uranium back then. Oh, sure, they had uranium back sure. then. Not they used they it as not medicine. That, not that it didn't exist, but they had access to it. Um, you know, in this is an alternate universe. Oh, okay. It wasn't deadly then. Yeah, it wasn't oh, deadly. It was, you could, it was you fun. Could, you could sleep on it. It would help you go to sleep. Mm. Um, but the, the, so the character, the character is That's a, an awesome shirt. Can we look at your shirt real fast? It's Ghetto Popeye. It's Ghetto Popeye. <laughs> With a gold can of spinach around its neck. I am what I am. <laughs> and a golden type. That's hilarious. Okay. And with baggy shorts showing his drawers. The only thing better is you flip over and there be olive oil in the back end. Then I'm like, <laughs> Hoochie olive oil. Hoochie there you olive go. oil. There you go. Thank you. That's very awesome. Okay. What's your name? Justin. Thank you, Justin. Thank you nice for shirt. showing us your shirt. Ghetto Popeye. Your shirt. That's going to be my Facebook profile pic in a little bit. So I, I imagine, yeah, <laughs> with your head on. <laughs> no, no, you got to keep the pop. You were the corn cob yeah. pipe. Yeah. So Mechanica is a uh, is a uh, this m- mystery character. Well, she's she's had her. She doesn't know her background. She doesn't know where she came from. She doesn't know her origin. She apparently she, her legs and arms were amputated and replaced with mechanical bits. Bummer. And but uh, you know, like any of the Aspen line, she's still a haughty, uh, good girl looking. Um, she didn't lose the good bits, right? No, she didn't lose any <laughs> right. of those good bits. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, just a, a, for a short issue zero, terrific artwork and a who good does the story. art you know? oh, I wish I did. I couldn't find an issue. Not here. on the show. They're all sold out here. Um, uh, but you can go to Lady Mechanica on Facebook, and uh, the artist is there, and you can get to their website. 
Cool. Uh, but I highly recommend it. What it's about on, the story? It's on my poll list. I, I, the story, you know, it's issue zero, so it's like a vignette of a story. Mm-hmm. Um, but really look quite good. They, okay. they get good characterization. So that's Does Rick's. zero exist? Zero is a concept. Yes, for place, place value. Concept, but it's not here. What's that? Oh, you mean it's it's mean, gone. Zero. So you can still count down to it, can't you? I don't know. You have to. You have, you to, have, have to try. Zero. If I with, could do, try, if I could the, do math. Troy, with me. Four, three, <laughs> two, two, one, one zero. zero. There you see. There you go. He so, can we have negative issues? You know they have. Do they? Have I've they? seen negative issues. Oh, no, where? Uh, I don't know I don't if know. technically you can have a negative <laughs> issue. If a negative issue and a positive issue of the same value come in contact, they annihilate each other, which is why you don't see that many issues. Interesting. That's where zero comes from. Thank you. All right. Well, that was Rick's pick of the week, Lady Mechanica from Aspen. My pick of the week is actually one that's very near and dear to all of us. G.I. Joe. No, it's a book called Bella Lugosi's Tales from the Grave. Yes. I've heard lots about that. Yes. And... um, Actually, it's uh, full disclosure. It's a book featuring our fearless leader, Derek McCaw, author of one of the stories. Author of one the of the stories. Yeah, it is he doesn't a, actually appear in the story. It's like an anthology that would be style. Cool. Right? That would be cool. Yeah. Well, he gives me Derek tales from vampire. the grave. <laughs> no, because that means three issues, it wouldn't be around anymore. Uh, what? I don't get it. Um, but uh, yes, and so go back to sleep, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Derek's. I don't know if we actually. Do you know the title of his story? I don't know the title. It's uh, with it's Rafael Navarro right. is Co- the artist Co- who drawn. is the Sonabulo uh, artist and uh, friend of the show. And we, we know We're that. We're past that. Yeah. Um, so, and the reviews on it have been very good so far. I've read read a couple. Uh, and, you know, this and you can buy it here at Elusive Comics and Games, right? Anytime now. Oh, I guess we can. They're all sold out here. Right, right. But, uh, yes, Gosh. so congratulations to our good friend Derek McCaw and Raphael yeah. Navarro for yes, contributing to this book. I believe also John Cassidy is one of the contributors and oh, wow. a bunch of other guys. And it's, uh, it's what, supported or, or uh, endorsed by, by Bella Gosa's family? His son. His so son? It's, it's yes. like a bunch of mini stories? It is. Yeah. It's, it's a anthology in the, the vein of, like, creepy and eerie. and The old, what, EC comics? Yeah, is Bella Lugosi actually... I think he, I think he is like he's the, on the, cover. The, the host. He's definitely on the cover, and I think he's like the the cartoon host, the way Eerie and Creepy used to do that. Oh, so yeah. So congrats to those guys. If you uh, are into those kind of horror style comics, go ahead and search that out. Look for Bell Lugosi's Tales from the Grave. Do we know what uh, who puts that out? We didn't get a publisher. Do we? I didn't get the publisher's name. You can look for them on Facebook. I believe they have a Facebook presence. So. Check them out. Um, I think that's all I got for comics. Anybody else? No. That, no. That pretty much covers me. <laughs> all right. Moving on to movie news. Um, I only got, I'm only. i kind of light on movies, but actually that's why Adam's here. Um, so, Adam, yes. well, let's go into Adam's movie review. Adam saw a, a new comedy that's coming out this Friday starring uh, Iron, Iron Man, Man and yeah. the guy from The, the Hangover. Hangover. Who actually? Who actually? There is a superhero connection. On uh, Board to Death, the HBO show, he plays a comic book artist who has a superhero modeled after himself. Oh, interesting! And I won't, because this is a this is a family show. I won't tell you all about this. Well, Zach Galifianakis yes. and Robert Downey Jr. or RDJ, as we like to call him. The movie is due date, and it comes out. Well, it'll be out by the time you hear this. 
Uh, so, Adam, you saw it on a special sneak preview on Monday. Yes. Why don't you give us your take on it? Overall, the movie was pretty funny. had a lot of laughs, a lot of uh, good lines from Zach. Or Danny Jr. kind of trying to play this uh, semi-serious role. Well, he's the straight man in that, yeah. But he, he plays it a little a little differently than how you would in playing trains and automobiles, which is kind of what this movie's... That's what it felt like from the trailers. It, did, it, it did. felt yeah. like... Planes, trains, and automobiles for this, explosions. for this generation, yeah. <laughs> so what's your final verdict? Um, if you're a fan of both of them, I would say go see it in the theater. Personally, for me, I was glad I got to see it for free, and I probably would have seen it in a rental capacity. Now, Donnie Jr., f- uh, go ahead. What if I'm a fan of only one of them? <laughs> <laughs> then well, only watch which, it with one eye open. Don't pay for the 3D glasses. <laughs> which one would you be a fan of then? I'm, Every time, that's uh, rather personal. <laughs> Anytime the one you don't want to see is on the screen, cover that side and then they disappear. Switch it. It's amazing. Yeah, exactly. What is Jamie Foxx's role in the movie? Uh, I Jamie, saw him in the Jamie Foxx actually plays uh, Robert Downey Jr., who is. Well, don't give me spoilers. Rich no Hyman. Is his name Rich Hyman or something like that? Okay. The last name is Hyman, and he's, they're, they're best friends. He lives in Texas. And. I just wanted to know if they're becoming a new. No, they're not. Open. No, Crosby. Crosby. Yeah, kind of have they done, have they done movies just, before? They did the uh, oh yeah, violinist yeah, 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 yeah. The guy with yeah. he was only in it for probably about a good two or three scenes. And that okay, was it. so it's not a big role for no. Jamie Foxx. So is Downey, does Downey Jr. get comedic lines off, or is he like the straight man? Oh no, no, no. Thing? He 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 almost takes over halfway through the movie. Okay, uh, I, w- I can't say too much of it without giving a big plot of it away. But he's funny, though. Yes. He, okay. He's not the serious... Actually, as a serious man, he's actually funnier than when he starts trying to be the Well, because, see, that's, what I, was, that's yeah. what I was worried about, because he's he has such he's such a charismatic presence on screen, and I was worried that they were going to let Galifianakis have all the funny to his straight man, so I was hoping, I was kind of like, you know, hoping that it turned into something a little more funny, yeah, like he had more can, to do. You can't yeah. do a lot. I mean, Galifianakis is kind of a supporting comic comedian i don't know that i could watch a whole movie of his style of comedy yeah he's definitely got his own style it goes a long way yeah yeah Yeah, exactly it's it's a big part of the movie is robert Downey jr and um zach and zach kind of goes in and out he supports him but it's mostly you're focused on robert Downey jr throughout the entire movie that's good because that's the half i like (laughs) (laughs) well there you go so uh so adam's reviews if you uh so if you really like those guys, go see it in the theaters. If not, you can wait till DVD. Yeah. Unless everybody says it's the next Hangover, and then you got to go see it to be cool. It is not that yeah. Hangover Two. Will there be? Are there quotable lines? There are. There are. Well, there's quotable yeah. lines in every movie if you I make mean, them. There, but there are quotable <laughs> lines that are going to show up for years from some um, reason. No, no. not not that okay. not that much. Is there a, a tiger and Galifianakis with his pants off? There you go. Galifianakis does have his pants off, but well, no tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Typecasting. All right. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Adam, for reviewing Due Date. Thank you. Fantastic. Uh, other movie news I heard today, Ain't It Cool News was reporting that there's a rumor of a special cameo in the new X-Men First Class being directed by, what's that guy's name, Vaughn? Uh, Hindenburg. No, the guy directed, Matthew Vaughn, thank Von you. Vaughn Helsing. <laughs> um, so, yes. Yeah, so, now remember, here, and I already told you guys. But pretend like you don't know. Um, so X Men First Class is supposed to be set in the '60s. It's supposed to be before you know uh, the X Men were set up and whatever. Right, right, so it's right, kind right. of an origin story. So what? Who do you think would make a high profile 
Let's ask Adam first. Like in the 60s? In the 60s, yeah. Adam, if we were going to bring some star power into the new X-Men movie, who do you think they would get as a cameo? Hmm. Well, obviously, Professor X is going to be there because he is the principal. He's the star, yeah. Someone who's... You probably have to think... (coughs) Who's that guy that played Wolverine? You know him. Hugh uh, Jackman. (laughs) Hugh Jackman. Uh, Yes, you're right. There is a rumor... That and, and it makes sense because Wolverine is like ageless, right? I mean, yeah. especially in Wolverine Origins, we saw him fight in like eight different wars yes. and yep. hang out through different generations. I think like in one scene, wasn't he doing the twist in the 50s and then like smoking <laughs> reefer during the yeah, 70s? So. And Apparently he's aging backwards like Merlin, however. Yeah. Or Benjamin Buttons. Ah, um, but yes, the rumor is that you could possibly see Wolverine as a, in a cameo role in uh, X-Men First Class. Now, is this movie know. kind of a prequel? and then Or is it a complete reboot? Because why That's in the a good 60s? question. That's a good question. I, I would think, since it's being produced by Fox and all those guys, they would want it kind of as a prequel and keep that continuity. But yeah. reboot fever is all the rage. So, But why the 60s? Because I saw that, I guess, their Cyclops is going to be in it. And but it's all going to be them as kids, I guess. So like babies? Eight-year-old? <laughs> like baby, I don't know. <laughs> well, when the first X-Men, X-Men came babies. out, they weren't really that... That old. Well, they're also supposed to be teenagers. Yeah, teenagers. So. But 60s. even so, that's that's <laughs> that's fifty years ago. Right. I or was born it? in 1970. I'm 40. <laughs> right. All right. Right. Well, I. You know what? It, Hollywood just doesn't get the comic properties. I mean, right, right, right. the fact that they put Emma Stone, one of the most recognizable redheads, as Gwen Stacy right. in the new Spider-Man film, just makes me go, "Well, there they go, blowing it again." So. Yeah. I have a prediction how how uh, I think Wolverine's going to show up. Hugh Jackman will be like a bartender or something, right? He'll be standing there with a beer, with a bottle cap on. You look away for a second, you'll hear a schnick. The bottle cap will go flying, and he'll hand the beer. And there's no can opener in sight. Well, if we had that's going to be it. If we had any luck, Hugh Jackman would go into a berserker rage and just kill all the first class, and then <laughs> we wouldn't have to worry. Wow, about, that was a short movie. Wouldn't have to worry about any continuity problems after that. <laughs> So, I don't know. Are we looking forward to X-Men First Class? No. No. I'm not really crazy about it, though. The other uh, big movie news that came out, or that that at least we remember, was uh, Entertainment Weekly uh, posted some a big piece or profile piece on Chris Evans and Captain America with lots of pictures. Did we see these? We did. I did. All right. Thoughts? Troy, I'll go to you. I'll defer to Troy. I'm not sure. Really? You know, I kind of saw, you know, the the costume looks good. He looks good. Um, the one thing that really kind of bothered me, and I kind of had the same um, opinion when I saw some of the four um, pictures, the mm-hmm. his actual chamber where they turns oh, into looked, Captain America like and the, the super soldier. It looked, looked like the Chilean miner thing, it, right? Yeah, it, well, yeah, and it looked kind of plasticky. Yeah. He goes, I didn't steal your joke, did I? No, no. <laughs> I wouldn't make fun of people being stuck in a mine. Well, everybody else did. <laughs> um, we'll go there. But finish your thought. Go ahead. No, I just kind of looked a little cheesy or plasticky. Not, I, I, I'm not sure how I feel. You know. Well, I mean, if they're trying to stick to the times, I mean, maybe it's just a, you know, what they were, you know, trying to stay. What is it? But it didn't look like it was made out of metal. 
Oh, the kind of plastic. Well, yeah. maybe it films better, so maybe it looks better on film. But uh, <laughs> I was here's the thing: I couldn't afford real dirt, <laughs> real rocks. I was really impressed with how they made Chris Evans look like Steve Rogers. Um, I liked what they did with his hair. Yeah. Um, you know, and there, you know, he the, the kids obviously put the work in. He's got the the body and he's got the physique. And I think I was I was unsure how it was, was going to pull off because I was just like. You know, they didn't really doctor him up for uh, Human Torch, so I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know. But everything I've seen from the pictures, and granted, acting's a whole different thing, but he just looked like Steve Rogers. He Even the way he carried himself in the photographs, you could see, like, even his shoulders were, you know, he was holding his shoulders up kind of high. His chin was kind of defined, you know. Yeah. It yeah. just felt like, Now, okay. I don't have hair. <laughs> okay. So what did they uh, do that was Spoiler alert. <laughs> Troy has hair? no hair on his head. Yeah. On his head. Uh, yes. We're not going to so, go any further with I'm that. I'm confused so, with the question. Well, you said they doctored his hair, and you were impressed by what they did with his hair. Oh, well, like, usually... They combed it? What, well, no, what usually... Do they do? Chris Evans usually is... He's always got that short crop, and then... Uh, like the flat top. Yeah, and he's, yeah. he's kind of grown it out, but he's he's usually got a darker brown hair, and it was and just... Rogers is blonde, and his hair is kind of wavy, and... Yeah, you know, and, uh, yeah. and they just... The way it was stylized, they stylized it to look that, you know, that... Uh, a forties look, look, or yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. was it forties or thirties? I don't remember. It's forties. Yeah. So 40s. and it was no, just no a good flock look. Of seagull hair. World War yeah. Two. <laughs> they did have a Big flock of seagull. <laughs> the other pictures they had too had him as uh, in costume. They had him in. There was one. Did you see the one where he had the uh, the old uh, the old shield? They yeah. called that the Templar shield. Templar shield. What were we calling it? The crest or something yeah, like that? Or? But, it's, yeah. it, but it is a it is a the the old style the pointy on both ends of a, shield. It's kind of an ultimate Captain America uniform. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, definitely. Well, they're, they're, they're trying to make all the movie characters in their ultimate costumes, aren't they? But they're in trying to sense. make it more believable. Like this is something you could put together, and you'd send a soldier out into battle with instead of saying, you know, you know, all that the, the circle shield. <laughs> <that's just laughs> here, put this tight fitting uh, latex on. <laughs> and they also okay. had uh, pictures of Hugo weaving as uh, what's Red Skull's name before he became Red Skull? Baron know. something. No, it's like get... helmet something. No, no, that's Zemo. <laughs> that's um, Zemo. Johan something or other, I think. Yeah. I don't remember. But uh, so, yeah, and it looked like also, too, they had a couple. Hy- there was like a Hydra submarine or something like that. Or Yeah. Uh, they showed the Hydra on motorcycles. Yeah, and I yeah. thought that was kind of cool. That was really pretty cool. I, I like the idea that they're giving him superhero villains to fight in World War Two. Was right. Hydra back in World War Two? No. That was a six. No, well, it depends on what thing, it depends on what it? history you believe. You know, back I, when Kirby wrote him, and yes, you know, but I Kirby think that could open up a whole huge fun part for the film. Is like think of like Old Indiana Jones, like you know he fought you know the Nazis, Nazis. but they were kind of more of a cartoon style Nazi. Right. And this gives you know Cap this opportunity to have these villains that are now, just and, and and have continuity in his villainy through the years. Sure, right? sure. Fight the later version of Hydra. Uh, now I don't want to spoil anything, but does this movie end with him getting frozen in a block of ice, and then from the Avengers, the Avengers movie, him being unfrozen? Well, here's from what I've I've heard through the rumor mill or whatever, or at least speculation, is that um, they'll tell this story. Uh, it'll complete its arc or whatever, and then from what the speculation I heard was, what the Marvel movies have done is after the credits they have a little right. little vignette or something. So what I've what I've heard the speculation will be is after the movies finish, credits roll, you'll have one last Cap adventure after the credits, 
A and post, then it'll, post-credited adventure. A post-credited adventure, and it'll leave you hanging with, whoa, what happens next? And then don't know where they're going to – they're probably going to have to pick him up in the Avengers if that's – Well, didn't, yeah. didn't they have him frozen in ice in the Incredible Hulk? Yeah, but that was more of an Easter egg and not really – and actually it was in a deleted scene, yeah. so – you can't even really see it, too, even if you watch the scene. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it, it'll be interesting to see how they pull it off. But, I mean, I think the first and foremost thing they need to, to, to realize is make that first movie good. You know what I mean? What I liked about the uh, the, the article, they, they did have one semi-spoiler in there about the new shield, the, sh- mm. the round shield. And that is that it was created by Howard Stark, mm-hmm. who we saw in the last Iron Man movie, talking to his son through the well, right. well, magic didn't, of film. Didn't we Tony the see the shield Tony in the box? Has, yeah. well, he has another shield. I don't know if he that's had, shield. He had a, he had a, original he had a shield, shield that was like in segments and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was like half painted there, and he used it to balance his... So I almost feel like like they know... At that point, there's no Avengers yet, but they kind of know Captain America is coming, or he's there, well, didn't, or... Somebody asked, didn't somebody ask Tony Stark how he got the shield or it was sitting yeah, in the no, box? Yeah, no, he said, how did you get this? Yeah, how like, did I you just get found it in the box. Just here, use yeah. it to boost up my uh, proton yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But that could be Tony. You no, know? that was that the was. shield guy. Wasn't the shield yeah, guy going, where did you get this? Like, Where'd you get this? Yeah. Agent Coulson or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So that was it. They obviously allude that they know something about it. Yeah. Well, of course. Well, I mean, do you not know Captain America existed? Well, even in the Hulk film, there's the, su- yeah. the super soldier serum that they that right. Emil Blonsky used. So they're tying them all together. So yeah. it'll be interesting how it, how it all plays in. I'm looking forward to it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I was you know Cap is one of my all time favorite comic heroes, and uh, so when the news came in this movie, I was kind of like, you guys better do it right, you know. So seeing after seeing what I've been seeing and you know stuff we saw at Comic Con, I'm a lot more optimistic now. And I'm You're good with the coloring that they're doing with the the stripes and the. Fact I here's the thing: the star being a little smaller than. I think I'm okay with that. I mean, is I, it darker? What? No, with it's the a, colors? it's pretty much no. it's about the same. Um, the white actually looks almost like it's been painted on. It doesn't look like a solid white stripe. Well, it's kind definitely of thing. It's uh, up wait or, the white. You mean the around no, the rib cage? No, or around the the the. Well, the, those stripes. are the red stripes, and they're actually what they did was a uh, right. Their harness, their the harness, buckles, yeah, or their okay. harness straps, yeah. I guess. But they're over a white, over a white midsection right. or whatever. Is it yeah, suspenders. So. Does it look like chainmail? Uh, it definitely looks like some kind of body armor. They yeah, don't it looks, give it. It looks heavily woven. Yeah, but it, it's I like it a lot, um, especially for a cinematic version of it. I mean, it's definitely not red brown with a motorcycle helmet on. So. Yeah. And believe me, you know, for being for being a, Co- a Captain America fan for many years, and that having the only live action oh, version. No, you've, you've seen the Robert, Roger Corman one, haven't you? No, that, you're talking about Fantastic Four. Are you talk, uh, no, no, there's a Roger the, Corman. You mean the Matt Salinger one? The Matt Salinger, yeah. Roger Corman didn't direct that though. He did he Fantastic did? Four. He did the Fantastic Four. But okay. Yeah, the Matt Salinger. Yeah, that one. It was all right. That yeah. has the red was, skull in it. Yeah, it was pretty it, terrible. It's the rubberized, but that was the rubberized yeah. suit, and it looked. I mean, for visually. It looked cool. Yeah. But overall... I was, was, I was totally fine with that movie. I, I just didn't like the fact that he thought out, got up, and ran from wherever he was in Canada to the United States. So that was my one big problem. He just wakes <laughs> up and goes, oh! Starts running, and then like three scenes later, he's running and he's in America. You know what I mean? I was just like, no. <laughs> fast did you ever see the Doctor Strange TV I did. movie? I couldn't sit through the whole thing. I no. liked it. Really? Well, I, I was, you know, eight. Yeah. <laughs> I never. I, Doctor Strange is a whole other character. I just can't. I've never understood Doctor Strange. So I'm hoping one day somebody will write it to where I'll be all. 
Oh, I get it finally, but I just I still don't get it. But we should move on. Um, that's all I have for movies, unless you guys have anything else on movies. Because nope. we've got a ton of TV to ton cover. Of TV um, let's go to the biggest thing, probably in comics and in cable television this week. Uh, did you guys all have a nice Halloween? I did. I did. You know who? You know who had an even better Halloween? Robert Kirkman? AMC, the cable channel, uh, had a ginormous weekend of television with the premiere of the long-awaited and hotly anticipated Walking Dead television show. Did we all watch it? We did. Oh, yeah. I watched the Giants. But we this was on after the Giants. It was on afterwards. It, it was on three it, times that Yeah, night. it was I, on for a I've while. got a baby. I can't just... Don't you have a TiVo? You, I no. did. you got to bring the TiVo. baby up right. You go... Zombie. That's my excuse for everything. Get if a I baby. didn't do it. Um, well, uh, Rick, you're, you you actually helped me get into uh, Walking, Walking Dead, or at Dead. least uh, caught me up on it. So I'll let you go first. What was your take? You've been a longtime follower of the series. Uh, what was your take on the uh, television show? I haven't seen a better initial uh, setup for a series based on um, any other media coming out of a, of a TV. It wasn't a regular TV episode because it was 90 minutes long. Well, I mean, yeah. a pilot or a good... But, but still... Lost was like a good... No, I guess Lost was an hour. It was an hour. Mm. And Lost didn't come out of a comic or anything sure, else. And sure, sure. So this, this delivered for me on just about every level. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Hmm. I like the look of the zombies. The zombies were terrific. They did not skimp on, uh, on even, costumes even, and effects. They even added some story. If you ever read the first issue, it kind of the first half hour, which was commercial free, which was great. Yeah, they do basically the entire first issue, but they added a lot more stuff to that. Well, they which added I thought flowed really well. Yeah, what they they added a lot more interpersonal stuff and that stuff that you can't really add in a comic book. I mean. They had well, a lot you, of. Uh, you could, but it'd be really boring. Probably, well, it, it just well, doesn't play as it plays differently. You know, was well, uh, the scene where where Rick goes back and puts the 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 torso mummy down? I believe that's in the first one. I remember yeah, but that. The, that that one moved me. I mean, it was oh, like yeah. it's it's hard to look at something that ugly. And he had compassion in his eyes. He oh yeah, but I mean, just just the beginning sequence with him and Shane. Are sitting in the car eating their hamburgers, yeah. talking about women. You know what I mean? Oh, like, no, great, great! That was dialogue. a great character building uh, kind of you know few minutes where you really get the sense of you know Rick as a character and then Shane as a character, and then you know it builds up their relationship. And it's only five minutes of screen time, you and know that's what I mean? exactly what the book does, right? I, sure. Well, I mean, it builds up its relationships too, but I mean, you know, in twenty-two pages or whatever, you have to move. Mm-hmm. You know, a story along this one in the, in the ninety minute format, you can do the book a whole never lot more. feels the the book never feels rushed to me. It no, always feels no. like it's gonna it's gonna tell its story, and I'm never bored, and it always has payoff in the stories. But either by because I become involved with the characters, and then bad things happen, and I'm more moved by it, or you know, just I get more background into why they're doing what they're doing and how how they feel about this world that's gone. The whole business in the in, with the telephone and stuff. Oh yeah, well that's coming. That's in the that's, book. That's but I mean, way far ahead. But, but let's focus on the show well, itself. Yeah. It, I just finished watching it because I watched it because my little niece kept running into the room. I didn't want her to see all the stuff. What was she it, doing up that late? Oh no, this is I have TiVo. Oh okay. <laughs> I TiVoed it. Got it. See, I didn't want my son to see uh, all your this son's too young. Stuff. He wouldn't get it. Scar. Did they? <laughs> 
Scarred I, for I life. I didn't catch this at all, but they still haven't mentioned how long he's been in a coma. Well, I, I don't. I think it's supposed to be ambiguous because you're. Well, he's grown a beard while he's been dead. Yeah. And the flowers. I mean, that was yeah. a nice little subtle cinematic touch. Is they have a scene where Shane brings him flowers and they're fresh. Right. When he comes out of his coma, they're they're dying and yeah. decayed. So you, you, at least a couple weeks. You know what yeah. I mean? Or at least. And you know, when maybe, he's traveling through the hospital and he goes up to the cafeteria door and says, "Don't open the dead are in de- here. Dead inside. Dead yeah. inside. And they're moving around. And they're moving around. They're trying to open the door." You know, that's not in the comic. I no. thought that was, that was a really good scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that just in the comic, the he tension. just opens the door and he's like... Right. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like I said, in the comic, in 22 pages, you have to move yeah. your character to and a certain ending. he was walking ending. out in the parade of dead on the ground. Right. Or well, the, the scene where he's sitting on the curb and the one zombie's kind of coming <laughs> towards him and he's <laughs> going, hey, hey. Right, right. And then you see something coming up from behind him and you're going... How's he not looking at How's he going to get out of this? Because he has no idea what he's in for. Oh, yeah. That was a great scene, too, because you see... Yeah, you see... You see the kid, but only from the... Right. You're like, oh, my God, there's something behind him. And and you see the dad come up and shoot him in the head. And he's like, you just shot him, but he gets hit in the head. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, but that was... I I just think, uh, overall, being a fan of the comic that I did, or that it was, um, I like the characters. I like the premise. I mean, of course... The pilot was shot by Frank Darabont, who is, you know, director of the Shawshank Redemption, The Mist, Green Mile, I think, right? Uh, so, of course, you know, you have a skilled director handling this first, you know, episode. And it was, I thought it was pretty epic. But, I mean, you know, the part of the draw of that whole series or, or the comic series is just, you know, we've seen zombie apocalypse movies. We've seen, you know, what happens when they get stuck in a situation. And, and it's only two hours. Whereas Walking Dead explores... You know the human survival standpoint right. afterwards, and so I, that, that, I think that's what's going to be the appeal. I think, <clears throat> excuse me, you're going to get to a point where it's. I mean, and of course everybody's going, oh, it's this zombie show, but I think you're going to get to the point where the zombies aren't even going to be. Yeah, it's not uh, an issue it's anymore. It's like it's like the, it's the situation. It's not the monster. It's right. Like, it's like that scene where the guys are outside the mobile the mobile home, and they're mm-hmm. talking about. You know, we really had to go back and put up signs that say "Don't go into the city." And the guy says, "We haven't got time." He goes, "We have to make time." Right. You know, but see, that's the, and that's the beauty of a show like this is it's going to deal with that interpersonal stuff that everybody always talks about after the film. Like, oh, if I was in that situation, I would do this and this or whatever. You know. But and now this, you're actually going to have a show or a story that explores all that yeah. past. I also like the quick little. I don't know if you guys caught this, but and I don't know if it was a nod or whatever, but. Uh, when they go to those campers, when they cut to that scene where they're using the radio and stuff, you know, they call Shane over because he knows how to use the radio. I don't know if you noticed, but Shane slams down an axe into the board or a little hatchet, and then he goes to answer his thing or whatever. So I'm wondering if that, uh, as you read the series, Rick becomes less more into a gun, and he's he's carrying he is more of an hatchet or a hatchet guy through the whole thing. So I'm wondering if that's the hatchet he's going to pick up and use through the rest of the book or whatever because I thought that was a nice little... Interesting. A nice little uh, homage. That, yeah. But, uh, yeah, because, I mean, essentially in this world, you know, everybody, you think, oh, I'm going to be in a zombie apocalypse. I want I want guns. I right. need guns to survive. Well, in this world, you they use... They brought a, that up for real early. Yeah, you use a gun in this world, it's pretty much like a, a duck call for zombies. It means, yeah. hey, here I am, come get me. So... Uh, I also like that part in the movie when the car, car alarm goes off. Yeah. yeah. And they yeah. all they all sitting there hitting the car looking at seeing what's in there. That was the one other thing too. My friend John, who's not read the comic or rewatched the show with me, one thing he asked and or maybe I'll pose this to the fanboys, there were a lot of scenes where they walk outside or maybe he hits the city 
and he passes by zombies that are just laying there, and all of a sudden they wake up. And so he was kind of like, what, do zombies sleep? So what was your take on that? I just figured they didn't, you know, the zombie needs motivation to do something. They shamble or they hit a wall or they just stop. And well, remember that one where, like, where When Rick's he's in the tank, he goes in the tank and there's one sitting there. Right. and It's just been in that tank for a long time. And so they just, resting. they just get tired and go, I'm bored. And yeah. they shut they down. nowhere to go. Right, right. Well, I think so. if they don't hear any sound, I think all the zombies just sit and wait until right. something passes yeah. that arouses their attention. Right. They get bored, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I thought overall... What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? <laughs> really impressed by the pilot. Can't look... I uh, can't wait till episode two, which will be Sunday night, which probably right after you post this. Or, the... the uh, uh, you got you to talk about... You got to talk about that scene in the tank and the, the with the drawback showing the city and showing the way the zombies are moving, and it's almost like you're looking at a molecular structure or, or, yeah, or bacteria or something. Ants swarming on meat. And there's a horse is still there. So, so they're eating they're, the horse. They're, they're going after the horse, and some are giving up on the tank and moving off there, and then you draw it further and further back. And just So does that mean over time that, that horse is not going to be a zombie? Well, I think there's two things. You either get eaten by zombies or bit and go away and survive. Yeah. And then turn. And then turn. So there was there's no animals. I did notice that. It's just all people. Well, there's no. I mean, they never really. Even in horror movies, I've never really seen. Well, Resident Resident cool. Evil does zombie dogs, but uh, well, and uh, and uh, I Am Legend did the dog and the deer, and you know, there was a zombie deer. No, 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 no. The, the, the zombie. The, there dogs. were animals that weren't zombies, but he was always afraid that the dog was going to get bit or. No, I know, but yeah. he's saying no, that... No, they had uh, zombie dogs in I Am Legend. Did they? they? No, yeah. they didn't. No, I thought the... Uh, didn't his dog start to turn and that's why he shot it? I guess you're right. Technically, yeah, yeah. yeah it did yeah. kind of turn. You're yeah. right. Yeah. So, but that was more of a... zombie squirrel. But that was more of a... trees. Were they well, zombies right. or vampires in that, though? Uh, they had the zombie uh, crows uh, in... They uh, were, in Resident Evil. Resident Evil, Evil. Yeah. yeah. So Resident Evil, it's more of an infection. Anyways, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and the the other big-time news on that was that, uh, and I don't know if we, we said it was highly rated, but, uh, yeah, the premiere on AMC, it was the highest-rated r- highest premiere of premiere. any series that AMC had ever had. Yeah. And it was the highest-rated cable show they had this year. I mean, this is over Mad Men, you know, their yeah, you know, I saw Emmy Award-winning. I wanted, to, I wanted yeah. to look up other statistics to have to compare it to. They only get 3.5 rating or something like that. 5.3. Yeah, 5.3 million people watched The Walking Dead, which yeah. is fantastic for an image comic that's not mainstream, that's not, uh, you know, it's not Marvel or DC, and yet all these people found it. And I think you couldn't have debuted it on a better night than Halloween. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. So it was, it was perfect. This it was, is one of those things that people don't know is a comic book. Right, kind of, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, people are t- tuning in because it's, it's zombie apocalypse. Right. And yeah, this is going to draw people to buying the book just because they want to read further. That, or some people will probably want to read further. We hope. Yeah. I didn't see it, but di- at the end, I mean, did they tell you it's a comic book and here's where you can go no, and find they don't, it? They, 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 never, they have not alluded to it. They just never do that. Which, they're I still think, ashamed. I think in the be- in the beginning credits, this is based off of the cr- the comic by Kirkman and the two artists. So I forget the names, but uh, Tony Moore? See right there? Tony Moore and the other one's... Uh, Allard. Allard, right. Thank yeah. you. But they, I mean... Oh, it's right here. It's <laughs> one of my pet peeves. I mean, they never really tell you where to go and 
get this stuff. You know, it's sure. a human target or blade or, right, yeah, right. you know. That's uh, that's just something the image will eventually have to, after they see they've got a successful show, they'll buy an ad, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, so. and the, the pilot only went, you know, so far. Well, I th- I, I mean, I'm pretty sure what, the first two issues. Well, from what I've heard too is that it's a six issue or six episode mini se- or series that they're doing, and it's basically going to cover just the first trade. But if with the ratings this good, you know, if, if people keep watching it and it stays good, I think the good, buzz before it even came out, they were going to pick it up. Yeah, for a so pick season. it up for a second season. People will watch. So, but yeah, so uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Can't wait for the next episode. I mean, looking at what it was up against too, the pull of five point three ratings, pretty impressive. Game for the World Series, Sunday Night Football. Yeah, good point. that's pretty yeah. impressive number. Desperate if Housewives. If you don't have cable. I did TiVo Desperate Housewives. Well, wow. I, yeah. Um, Talk about something that's going to scar your son. Yeah. Junior. <laughs> Junior Zorlat. Uh, moving on to this other. One last thing about that. Okay, go ahead. The only thing that could have been worse is if the Giants actually swept the World Series. Mm. Well, I don't know. It wouldn't hurt East Coast ratings, but. Uh, well, fortunately, I'm glad DirecTV. I got the East Coast feed. So. Ah, see, there you go. Uh, other TV news, uh, it was talked about while we were away that, uh, Jeff Loeb, who is heading up the live action Marvel line of TV shows, uh, it was announced that they're working on doing another possible Hulk television series. Uh, did we talk about that or I don't think we got into that? I don't think we did. We have not. Uh, also other rumored, uh, projects that they were looking for was I heard there was a cloak and dagger. Being looked, I think they were just throwing out a casting. Uh, that could be interesting. It's a very odd choice. Yeah. Well, I figure you know it could, could be interesting though. It, you figure it's just a street, you know, drama kind of thing. Or, well, it depends on how close you because at its heart, it's kind of a drug story. Sure, and it's, but it's just two teens. You yeah. know what I mean? Two teens on the street. It's two teens, interracial and runaway and drug addict, and you know, it's, there's a lot of layers Edgy. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the wire. There you go. Exactly. That's and, exactly what I was saying. And the other one being thrown out. I was thinking the Defiant ones. <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, the other one being thrown out I know me and Rick would love is uh, Heroes for Hire, possibly. Indeed. Oh. But that, like I said, they're all just ideas. Only if Luke Cage wears a tiara. Exactly. <laughs> and the big yellow shirt. But the one that got the most I news. I be Luke Cage. You should have for Halloween. I it was just a couple days ago. You could be the current Luke Cage. I want to be Luke Cage in the TV show. Well, you should. I'm going to... Write him a letter. Let's start a Thank Facebook you. campaign right now. Are you listening awesome. to Hollywood? Vote Troy Benson <laughs> for Luke Cage. I don't think um, I can grow the hair from the 70s. No, though. actually, he's bald right now. Well, now, that's but you wanted the tiara with the... Well, that's power man. That could be done in After Effects. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> CGI after effects. Or a wig. Troy's hair by... But no, the one, that got the, the one that got the most news, though, was the Hulk. And I actually saw a lot of people on Facebook kind of repost this now, news they, thing. Is the person they plan on starring as the Hulk going to be the person playing no. the second Hulk in the well, movie? Well, see, that's, that's what I wanted to bring to you fanboys is that how, how are they planning on launching a Hulk television series when Hulk is going to be a major character in these TV or these Avengers movie franchises? I mean, money. Explain, extrapolate. Money. That's all, you know, they just go, ah, it's a different story. It's a different time. It's a different I mean, story. Smallville, I mean, they're trying to yeah. do Superman. Smallville and Superman, Superman Returns, you yeah. know, same time. So Mark Ruffalo's really going to feel like he got the shaft, or, or yep. Ed Norton, I guess. Yep. 
Because you're going to have, you know, two different people playing him or whatever. Ed, Ed wouldn't do a TV show. But let me ask you this, though. No. If you're talking money, okay, in the 70s, they had Lou Frigno. They got a buff guy, and they right. painted him green. You're saying, are they going to find another deaf actor? No, to play what I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> There's plenty of them, Rick. Come on. No, what I'm saying is, is can is a television show with limited budget going to be able to do a CGI Hulk every week? I mean... You know, no, they'll do what they did in the seventies. The Hulk will be only on for thirty seconds an episode, and that's it. Say, the, the rest is going to be the guy who is the Hulk. It'll be the same, like, uh, like scene. Bill Bixby him busting through a wall, it'll punching. Be, it'll be, it'll it'll be same, like, yeah, exactly. It'll exactly. be like every Power Rangers episode you ever seen, where just the last ten seconds is all the major budget, right? And yeah. then just beating them up, and then back. Oh, we're done. Then it'll be the same. They're back in school for half background. the episode. <laughs> Yeah, or they'll put on a show. Either that, or they'll cut scenes from the two Hulk movies they had, and then just put them in. Exactly. So awesome, right? We could actually do a Hulk show now with that. Actually, it'll go to a two-dimensional cartoon every time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how they're going to pull that off, but a lot of people were excited, going like, "Oh, I can't wait! It's so cool!" And I'm like, "You guys even remember the '70s show? It was kind of strange." But anyway, what? 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 Well, what TV? What? Character. So we talked about Power Man and Iron Fist. So what other in any any stable of characters, Marvel, DC, would you want to watch a regular live action cartoon show of? <laughs> Did you say Marvel well, and DC? Live Marvel or car- DC? Live cartoon any, show. A live Which action, a live action <laughs> adaptation superhero show. Hmm. It's uh, a live action cartoon show. What do you mean? <laughs> of course it is. I, I guess it is. Okay, draw it as you watch it. <laughs> you know what? Um, I'll, well, I mean, we said Heroes for Hire, but I mean, yeah. I think you, you have to look at some of the easier ones. Like, I mean, I really enjoyed The Flash when that came out. I mean, you, you could do X Factor. You could do X Factor. Yeah. I mean, I think you could relatively do, like, remember the cheesy, like, uh, Mortal Kombat uh, syndicated show that they used to have? Yep. And it was just cheesy excuses to get people in karate fights. <laughs> you could base, you could do a Iron Fist. Uh, Series like that, and just have Danny Rand be a karate guy. Fight, you know, who's he going to get into a karate fight with this week? Yeah, um, that's easy enough to do. Um, I think Cloak and Dagger makes a really interesting weekly street story because you don't have to do them in costume. You could just do a guy in a big trench coat and a chick with, you know, a light up eye. I mean, well, keeping the keeping the budget down, you want to kind of keep it grounded in like the storyline. You don't fight. You don't fight a cosmic hero every week. And you know who you stuff. could do, which I don't know. If I you have somebody in mind, but go ahead. Well, you could do what you could. Uh, you know, which it'd be hard to sell on the people, but. Daredevil could do a really interesting weekly. Even though he had a failed movie, I think you you have something there because he's very grounded. It's a, it's a, it's a street scene. I have something somewhat similar. Go for it. The question. That's what I was just about to say. Oh, I love the question. Question could be done. You could do a Moon Knight one. Yeah, of course. Who would want to wear that mask? What actor? Rorschach. No, it keeps getting torn. It, keeps it just keeps getting, and he just keeps taking it off so you can see <coughs> right. him with, without the mask right. all the time. Rorschach. Yes. Um, you know, never say no to Linda Carter as Wonder Woman. Wait, Linda Carter? <laughs> yeah, old no. Linda Carter. Never hey, say you're, no the one, to- you're, you're the one who was breaking out Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. I no, I broke, he was. I broke her out. Okay, yeah. that's okay. Um, she's well, they are back. they are talking about a Wonder Woman show. So with, with David Kelly, right? That's what yeah. we talked about before. Yeah. I mean, that would be. That would be interesting to see which way that goes. Whether they, because you were talking about budgets, I mean, 
my favorite Wonder Woman stuff was the George Perez with the um, you know heavy Paradise on the, Island or whatever. well heavy on the Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's where Wonder Woman works best. Um, kind of a Xena Warrior Princess kind of yeah. show, right. but I'm not yeah. sure where they'll they'll go if they want to set it in See, World War Two. Or that's what. the thing. All these superhero stuff, it's all actiony type heroes we're talking about. But I mean, if you you've got to find a concept that you can sustain weekly. It's not going to, you know, like, look at that, uh, what's I'll that show? You, I'll give you another good example, and it's another failed movie, but I think it would work in this format. No, Howard the Duck. Cat- nope, 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 nope. More that? recent failed movie. Okay, good. Jonah Hex. Oh, yeah, yeah, you could probably do that. I, I mean, let's try and blow it out as like, oh, it's a movie. It's got to be a huge story where the whole town's going to Oh, yeah. Well, he, do very personal Western-style stories. I wouldn't mind seeing it. Uh, probably taxing on a budget would be uh, Hell, Hellraiser, Hellblazer. Hellblazer, you could do. I mean, yeah. yeah. That, would, that would be a little pricey on the budget unless I, you want to make it really yeah, cheesy. Cigarettes alone. <laughs> I would have said <laughs> Birds of Prey, expensive. but I saw that TV show. Yeah, not so much. Which, not which so one? Birds of Prey. Uh, yeah. You could almost do, I'll throw one out here that would be big budget but might actually be sustained is uh, a Black Panther. You could do, you know, Shut that kind of mouth. You could do like a political cool. well, political kind of aspect of it where, you know, you have this African prince who, you know, you have a very you have a very personal story, you have an international story, you have a science fiction story, mm-hmm. you and then you have a superhero story, story and a superhero yeah. as well. And I mean, so and that's- you'll watch a show, a TV show of a black character, but not read the book. <laughs> I, I, what are you talking about? I love, I love Black Panther. What are you talking about? Some of his both, some of his best friends have been black. <laughs> no, no, no. One of my biggest. Uh, and well, he had the crossover with Storm. One of my favorite books of the last, I don't know, 10 years was Christopher Priest's run on uh, Black Panther, Marvel Knights, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. That was really good. And yeah. so if they did something like that where it was this kind of, you know, international kind of politics kind of thing, you know, mixed with kind of superhero type stuff. I mean, uh, did you read that? Do you remember who? The, I love uh, that. Who who was uh, his, his uh, was it attache or uh, liaison or whatever? uh Oh, the Michael J. Fox looking guy. Kind of, yeah. yeah. He had this like United Nations yeah. liaison he had to work with, and that's where you could get all your exposition through there. I mean, you could totally do you know, this kind of fish-out-of-water guy who gets sent to you know, Wakanda to, to basically work with this you know this king this you know right, and, right, right. I mean but I'm saying that would be that would be the nice comedic element but it would be it? pricey it would be it would be a pricey thing but I think you could sustain I don't know that it's all that pricey to do that I think the special effects are pricey but scenery is not anymore you have shows like uh, Sanctuary which is entirely done in CG sure but I just yeah. think that that's a character you could tap into and get a lot of I good so. weekly could, you could get like a West Wing style Kind of drama with a superhero flair. You think it'd yeah. be fairly expensive to adapt the boys into a series? The yes. boys actually quite a bit because of all the superheroes they have to go after. And, and the boys is coming, I think, soon as a movie. I think they're yeah. talking about adapting yeah. it for a movie. But but what, maybe we should throw this up, this this open to the listeners and say, write in you know, with your own reasoning as to why your favorite. And don't just give us your favorite. Give us one that give you us the think whole could logic. practically pitch, pull off. Pitch the pitch show. The, Pitch your favorite superhero show right into editor at fanboyplanet.com or... Try to keep it like what? What's the average show cost? A million? 
Nowadays, so, yeah, one point five is like an expensive. Yeah, so use your extensive budgeting skills to uh, <laughs> keep the show under a mill an episode. Yeah, we want good stories. We don't necessarily need uh, you know exact adaptations of yeah. your favorite. What would comics. you change about it to make it a good TV show? Uh, moving on in television, just a couple quick little tidbits. Um, big news for DirecTV fans and fans of G4. Uh, G4 TV was dumped by DirecTV. So those of you that have... D, uh, Where am I going to get my Ninja Warrior now? Well, there's a lot of uh, fanboys out there that love Attack of the Show and all that. But yeah. uh, maybe... Uh, is Olivia Munn off that show now? I know she's on The Daily Show, but... Uh, she's still there. Every now and again? Yeah. Basic so, cable, you can hop all over Did the her place. and Kevin Pereira yeah. get into a fight? Well, no, she just she's been getting she's more phone popular. calls. Yeah, I know. Apparently, dating Justin Timberlake right now. I heard I that rumor. That cheating with Justin Timberlake, from what mm. I heard. But uh, yeah, so she's big time now. She's bigger than G four now. Poor so Kevin she's Comedy Central now. <laughs> comedy but, Central. Uh, <laughs> Step up. Yeah. So basically, yeah. So uh, I believe I heard there was a uh, online campaign. To uh, sign up if you want to get G4 back on DirecTV. Um, I have Comcast, so I don't really. Yeah, uh, same here. The only show I have ever watched on there is Ninja Warrior anyway. Well, I like Attack of the Show every now and again, but. uh, The only thing I'll miss is my continuous coverage of Comic Con. That's true, too. So. But, uh, yeah, so if you are a DirecTV fan... There's a little tear coming down Adam's cheek. If you're a DirecTV fan and subscriber and you like your G4... I mean, not DirecTV fan, a G4 fan, uh, I believe if you can go to G4's website, there's probably an online uh, petition, so check that out. Did they say uh, why it got dropped? It's DirecTV. They probably just didn't think it was, you know, maybe high enough ratings or not. Or yeah, They were probably ne- trying to negotiate a smaller price. Yeah. Or well, and, you know, G4 got... Price. G4 got uh, absorbed by the E network, and so oh, so it's probably um, part of a package they had. Yeah, to so I mean, it's just they probably weren't putting up the numbers. Um, little programming note: new season of Superhero Squad, which I was a big fan of last season. Uh, they're back with new with a whole new uh, kind of focus. Last uh, season what was a uh, these fractal sword or something that got broken up, and Doctor Doom was the main villain, and kind of the whole motivation was they had to. Cr- uh, collect these fractals to put back together well this season uh, I guess I didn't see the end of last season but I guess they got all the fractals and caught Doctor Doom because uh, this season the new uh, premise is Thanos is the major villain and he has the infinity gauntlet with the infinity gems now do these guys all have like little kid voices when they talk uh, they're kind of <laughs> like uh, not little kid voices but like silly comic the voices pitched higher but or? here's the thing because I want to hear Thanos t- sounding <laughs> well it, here's the thing the funny thing is is it's geared towards kids but it's it's uh, commitment to continuity and uh, the comics is is uh, uh, surpassed by none. Yeah, it's it's like so brilliant that you know your kids can watch it and enjoy it for just how cute it is, but your sense of continuity and your sense of oh yeah, I recognize that storyline or whatever makes you laugh. I mean, I think in one of them, I understand that Iron Man's going to have a <coughs> sub story called Demon in a Sippy Straw. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I didn't hear that. Uh, but uh, what was funny is, is in this episode, the Wrecker is uh, in in uh, jail with Doctor Doom, and of course they're trying to break out. And Wrecker, you know, goes to Doctor Doom, 
you know, Dr. Doom's like, come on, can you do it? And he's like, I don't know, do you have a crowbar? You know, and so it's just little things like that that, you know, a little kid wouldn't get, but anybody knows the wrecker knows he has his magic crowbar or whatever. You know what I do appreciate about both that show and Brave and the Bold is simply how they're just putting the character out there. You know, they're not right. worried about whether or not... Um, do you understand their motivation? Do you understand right, their right, motivation? Right. Have you heard of this character before? They're just right. like, here it is, and they're just doing it. Right. You know? Like, Wolverine's just a guy with claws. He's not this brooding, 100-year-old, you know, best at what he does, killing machine. He's just a funny guy with claws. You but know? you're talking so, about, you know, it's like The Wrecker or Thanos. It's right. like, who would have thought you would ever see this character? On Brave and the Bold, they just did the Doom Patrol. Right, yeah. right. That was you a know? good episode. They didn't, yeah. they didn't ex- well, I mean, they explained it a little bit, but who knows who the Doom Patrol is? Right, and they right. just did it. Right, and know? they killed them, and they did. It. You know that was <laughs> spoiler actually, alert. No, well, oh you know God. that was actually um, very accurate in regards to the dialogue. Right, were, you yeah. know, at the end, which was you know it sounded very cheesy, and then I went back and read the the actual comic. I'm like, it's exactly the same. Right. So but I, that's what I appreciate about this show. You can easily write it off as just some kitty fare but no the writing on the show is actually taking into consideration Marvel continuity and and being tongue in cheek with it but at the same time giving you know fans of the stuff little treats on it well so. your guilty pleasures still have to be pleasures you know you yeah just, exactly it's not your guilty addiction now the reason I, I bring up Superhero Squad is because another Avengers I'm sorry another Marvel animated series recently came out in the last couple of weeks and that was the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes and that's on like Disney XD right I think I've missed every it's, episode it's so on far. such a crazy channel it's like one of those where I don't even I have a lot of direct TV stuff I don't even think I get that channel yeah I, I have to go watch it at my mother's house. she has this giant package of all these different uh, you know channels so Disney XD happens to be one of those yeah my mother has a giant package I said it <laughs> <laughs> but anyways she's not um, listening you know what? I sometimes you guys have to step in when I can't make my own jokes. We were pantomiming. <laughs> yes, we were not being picked I, up. I appreciate that. Um, but yes, Earth uh, Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Um, you guys have at least seen the trailers or previews of it, or not anything at all. Like that. I haven't seen anything. It's um pretty much uh, it's weird. It follows the original kind of Avengers coming together thing, but at the same time, it almost starts where New Avengers. Uh, started where Bendis's run with uh, the uh, the breakout of uh, was it the raft was that the when New Avengers relaunched yes it was like all the heroes so basically the the storyline of this one is uh, something takes place all these heroes are individually they're doing their own thing there's a big breakout on and actually it's not just the raft on this one it's the raft the vault uh, the cube which is in the negative zone prison. So they've got the the, the cube from the negative. They've got this one called the cube. I think. So they're crisis, uh, not crisis. They're uh, civil war aware. It's something. It's it's like post and pre. I don't know. But the premise is all these heroes have broken out. Uh, they came together to fight the first one, which I think in the first up ep- two ep- two part episode was Graviton, which is really cool because I've never seen Graviton in the cartoons before. So wasn't he an X Man? No, Graviton was kind well, of an Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so it was really cool, and it shows how the heroes come together. They kind of do the whole "we're pretty good as a team," and then Avengers are formed. But now <laughs> we should hang out. We're really cool, but um, we have a headquarters. And so then, basically, that's what kind of the ongoing series is: is seventy three villains escaped, 
and uh, so it's a countdown. Cat- it's pretty much catch yeah. all the it's, you know. It's basically Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon. Catch them <laughs> if you, you can. Catch them all. <laughs> but uh, how many years is that? Like how many episodes? Oh, in this series, you catch one. You know, seventy three. Just get some in the well, yeah. Keeps well, them going. Right. It took two episodes to capture one person. Well, here's oh, the wow, best, man. They're planning on a long run. Here's the best part. After the initial two part series, there's the next episode, which is called "Some Assembly Required," and it starts off with a villain kind of tearing up the city, and they off to come come together and get them. So, guess who villain capture number one is? A villain tearing up the city. The rhino. Uh, good guess, but no, Still it's the, the Mandrill. Oh my god! Yes, wow. So it's a B-lister from Spider-Man. Yes. So there's this <laughs> giant monkey walking around, and that's their first kind of like pre, you know. Oh, no, he was a Iron Daredevil, Man. wasn't he? No, isn't he Iron Man? Iron Man or Daredevil? Iron Man. Iron Man. Iron Man. And they need all of them to take down a monkey. Well, no, they take him down. <laughs> they take him down. It's quickly. a really smart monkey. He, never, he has uh, hip never hip never underestimate like the monkey. King Gorilla. Kind of. Yeah. But I just thought, you know, hey, in this Avengers series already, we got to see Graviton and the Mandrill. So I'm really kind of excited about this. Uh, They do uh, Hulk pretty good. Iron Man's a little weak. The best character they do on this, though, I think is the Wasp. The Wasp is the most likable, fun, you know, like... She's the winsome Wasp. Yeah, everybody's going to love the Wasp. Uh, Hawkeye does make an appearance in the first one. Does she have... Is she pointy-head Wasp? No, she's a uh, more like insect-looking wasp. Like she's got little—I think it's actually W's on the sides of her. I don't know. I'd have to look, but she does look like a bumblebee almost. She's okay. like yellow and black a little bit. It's like a bumblebee. But uh, I believe I was able to go she on the. Changes into a Camaro. I went. <laughs> I went on to the uh, the TiVo, and you can—they're replaying all the episodes. If you just look for like view upcoming episodes, you can just. You I know, gotta remember to do that. Check them all out, do but, but uh, just put them all to record and then watch them all. That's what I did. I had a little stack and then just watched a whole bunch. But it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, oh, um, Troy, you had something on uh, Smallville. Oh yeah, for television. Uh, well, you know, it's the last season. Yeah, it's, ending. Um, it's ending. It's you know, it's it's getting pretty good. I think they're going to break the no capes, no flights, no. You think they're going to no do tights, that before no the last episode? I heard that they're supposed, I they're I supposed saw, to actually get them to fly at the end of the season. You know, I, I saw Supergirl in costume without yeah. the S. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. That, that was it. Just wow. That's all I wanted to say. Well, I think we also, too... (laughs) What do you think about the Lois reveal? Is that a spoiler? No, it's already happened. It's been three weeks. Um, What is the Lois reveal? I don't watch the show. Lois knows. Lois is known for a while that Clark is is the blur. blur. Is the blur, and he comes out and tells her. He finally, after so many many sitcom moments where he almost is able to tell her and then something happens. Well, wait, weren't they dating, though? Yeah. Yeah. Were they doing it, too? Yeah. Well, she probably figured out that first night when he was done that fast. You know what I'm saying? So... (laughs) Anyways, um, there was, yeah. some, there was something was about Lana, right? Um, I heard something like that. Is she coming back? I don't know if she's coming back. Lex is they, apparently a clone. He's getting older, so we might see. Well, uh, they brought they they had one Lex clone come out already. Yes, hmm. uh, slightly messed up. Yeah, slightly. The, the younger version seems to be not as messed, messed up. up. <laughs> He's a little so more Lex, lovable. Yeah, so Lex should be coming back. I mean. Uh, Dark Side supposed to make an appearance. I'm that'll be interesting. Uh, did you, didn't Dark did Side you see the last uh, the 
the the little bit of dark side that they showed? I did not. Oh, that it was the end of last season, I think. No, no, it wasn't. It was the beginning of the season. They showed uh, uh, they showed just a little bit of him. I might. I think I missed it's classic it. dark side. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Okay. Good. Well, I look forward Better to than it. Doomsday. Better than Doomsday. Okay, good. Much better than Doomsday. Very good. Well, okay. We'll keep our eyes on that. Anybody else got anything for TV? (laughs) Okay. I move that we close TV. TV is now closed. Moving on to our next topic. Um, The only thing I got left after this is uh, DVD news. uh, Fan favorite or personal fave of the podcast. And I should say the website and all of us. Uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World comes out on DVD Blu-ray next Tuesday, November I've 9th. I've heard about that. A uh, little disappointed with how it did in theaters. I thought it was going to just be a smash hit because I thought it was such a fun time at the movies. Um, I enjoy watching it. Yeah. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a runaway success. I hope it does. I hope it gets its due on on DVD. I know I'm planning on stop motioning so many of those scenes to see what's actually going on in right various uh, various little. I had just such a blast there. watching. I mean, I would love to watch it again. So I mean, yeah, I'd definitely be picking up a Sharp copy. Dialogue. But, yeah, it was brilliant. But I mean, a lot. I a lot of people actually had that ninja game, the ninja co-op game, ninja That's ninja revolution. That's an actual game. That was awesome. Nice. Did you catch it, uh, Troy? Did you watch it? No. Will you catch it on DVD? I will catch it on DVD. Well, there we go. We've got one fan out there. Based upon your recommendation. I am definitely buying it on Blu-ray. Modeling the statistical progression based on that data. Runaway. Runaway. Runaway hit. I know. I'm buying it on Blu-ray. I'm going to have to make that conversion because everything's just switching to Blu-ray now, right? Well, you know, it's, it's funny because when you buy the Blu-ray, you still get the DVD copy. Anyway. A lot of cases, yeah. Or, oh. you, or you get a code that works with the uh, digital download iTunes yeah. that you can download yeah. it to your PC. Hmm. Wait for the 3D. <laughs> I don't think it was oh. shot in 3D, was no, it? No, it wasn't. But they'll that, add it, that they'll seems add it later to be the, for the new cheap thing. I'm, I'm over 3D. I really am. I don't need gimmicks to watch a movie. So that's just that's just my take. Yeah. Just, there you go. They only they only bring it back because they want another three dollars from you from the when you. Buy of your course, ticket. that's why it's you know. Hard times. And then IMAX 3D, it's another $7. Yeah. Wow. Did we really need Jackass in 3D? That's what I'm saying. Yes, yes, we did. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, well, that's all I've got this week, gentlemen. Anything else we'd like to add? Got nothing. Well, we want to thank our our special guest, uh, District Attorney at Large, Troy Benson. Make sure to write in and say how much you enjoyed Troy at the mic. Thank you. And make sure to vote. Oh, yes. For the Legionnaires. vote for the Legion leader at legionelection.com you have till next make sure Friday you spell election properly and not the way you're used to writing <laughs> it in a browser <laughs> also send all your comments critiques and whatever else Derek says to editor at fanboyplanet.com or sandpaper at fanboyplanet.com or remember to send in your ideas for shows that can be Comics that can be brought to TV. Yes, exactly. Editors. And once again, that was Adam Whirl sitting in this week as our guest podcaster. Uh, across from me, I'm Rick Brett Snyder. And uh, sitting in for Derek McCaw, this is Lon Lopez. Thank you for listening. And remember, use, use your powers, powers only for, for good. good. That was use your powers. Or evil. Don't touch my (laughs) hardware.
And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. You're not oh. as gainy. Let's try harmony. Oh. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. We should form the Fanboy Planet Barbershop Quartet. Oh my god, the volume got severely louder. Yeah, I know. I'm, there's a volume out that I have to... Oh. Oh. Learning new toys. Gregorian, I'm sorry. That's fine. Yeah, you can switch it up a little bit. Okay, it's on Hillary Duff. When you get on, when you do a sustained note, it's going to st- sustain it at the high. That's yeah. okay. Test. Hey. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Now it sounds good.